Yo, my guy. We're Hello, back. Steve. We're back, baby. Let's we go. are. Happy back. February. I think yeah, we dude. only did one episode in January, so <laughs> hey, we're off to a good start for this year already, boy. Well, okay, that was uh, extenuating circumstances, and you know, you miss one week, and um, or we didn't even miss a week. We just chose to schedule this a week later, so that way we could actually watch Echo. Mm, that's and, true. Uh, you know, it just threw us off. So we're just gonna have. I guess we're not going to have an extra one in February. We'll just have our regular every two weeks. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we had to make sure we actually watched the show before. Oh, for anyone that doesn't know, we're, we're reviewing Echo today. So Yes, we, uh, we jumped into it before title. revealing uh, but, in the dialogue uh, what we're going to be reviewing today. But we are right. talking about the, I guess, the newest Marvel TV yeah. release, uh, Echo, which came out shortly yep. after um, What If Season 2. And uh, yeah, it was a five episode, little one season. I don't know if I, I can't. I didn't hear anything that they renewed it for season two. Um, which, given how it ended, doesn't really surprise me all that much. Uh, and knowing mm-hmm. what we know of characters who appear in this, I will spoil everything. But just yep. at the start, I don't want to give it all away. Um, yep. Given what happens to characters in this, we know that it's not the end of their story. But I imagine this is probably the end of. The Echo TV series. Yeah. So we got one limited season, five episodes, uh, 35 to 40-something minutes each episode. It Mm -hmm. seems to be the standard. Um, And yeah, Justin, what's what's your initial thoughts on this show? Well, real quick before I get into my thoughts on the show, um, I kind of was under the assumption when they had started like Disney Plus a few years ago and had, you know, launched and announced the TV shows it was kind of my assumption that they were all going to be one-offs. Um, like I was more surprised when Loki got a second season than not. Uh, Cause my understanding had been that they were all going to be one-offs. So it's not really surprising to me that this is going to be, or I mean, I guess we don't technically know, but at least as of now, it looks like it's going to be a one-off, but that's kind of totally fine with me. Cause yeah, I mean, they're clearly not structuring these in a way to be like classical TV you know, in, in the same way. They're more mm. just movies that have been chopped up and this felt very much the same. This yes, very much totally felt the agree. same structure as Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, um, you know, some of the other shows where it felt like it should have been a movie and probably could have been condensed down to a movie and probably would have been a bit better for it because mm. um, there were definitely some parts where this this show, you could tell they were trying to fill time. And this is Stretched only five episodes. Bit, yeah. This is only five episodes, not six. So, um, yeah, on the whole, I thought this was fine-ish. Like, I didn't know anything about the Echo character other than Hawkeye, like what happened in the Hawkeye show. And the basically, like, half of the first episode was literally just retelling what happened in Hawkeye. And so it took us, you know, 20 minutes to even get into anything new. Um, I mean, we had a little bit of her backstory in the first episode, like, as a kid, obviously, but then the vast majority of, of the episode was just her scenes from Hawkeye. So um, it was really more like four and a little bit episodes, um, which I guess that's part of the, you know, the burden of having a shared universe. You mm-hmm. can't just, you know, they feel a need to introduce people, but I think they could have just jumped into it and been totally fine. Um, Interesting. But I guess her backstory with, um, you know, Kingpin and everything ended up being the center point of the whole series so you kind of had to have that understanding you couldn't have just not watched hawkeye right you know, her, her dad's death and everything like that um so yeah i i thought this was fine 
I there was a lot of it that I didn't love, to be completely honest, but I didn't hate it either. I think the main character was by far the weakest part, Maya. I think the actress, I'm sorry, I'm sure she's very nice. I think she was very miscast. Um, she, maybe not miscast, but she like had not a single expression the entire five episodes. Like the child actor that played her as a kid had more emotion than she did. And it's like, I don't know if they were just going for the like hardened by the weariness of the world and the, by the pain, but it's like, that's just not interesting to watch on TV. Um, and she was constantly making bonehead decisions and, uh, you know, it was we're like halfway through this season. We're like, are we supposed to be rooting for her? We don't even know. And then they tried to redeem her at the end, but it was way too little too late. And it was more like a, she didn't come to a realization that she should be a good person. She was just told like, oh, all the people that are your ancestors have been good people and you need to like represent them. And then suddenly she does. And it's just like, it didn't seem earned to me. And I thought the action was great. I thought there were a lot of really cool scenes. I thought Kingpin was phenomenal. I thought a lot of the side characters were a lot of fun. Like the grandma was great. Biscuits was great. Uh, the uncle was great. Um, so there were a lot of things that were like pretty entertaining about it, but the, like the central character and journey that she went on was so uninteresting to me, um, that it was kind of hard to get through a lot of her scenes. So it kind of just, it was way better than secret invasion. Um, Oh, that's not even a question. It was way less good than a lot of the other stuff, um, that's been coming out, you know, on Disney TV. It was better than like She-Hulk. Um, like it didn't make me actively upset watching it or anything like that, but I also really don't like the trope where everyone gets powers and in this one, in the end, Bonnie and the grandma got powers and I'm like, that's so stupid. I was so that, that I hated that so much. So I don't know why side characters can't just be side characters. Everybody has to have powers. Everyone has to be special. And I'm just going to drop in a quote from my boy syndrome. (laughs) When everyone's super, no one will be. And yeah, uh, that is a trope that they keep doing that really bothers me. It's happened in Shang-Chi. It happened in Thor. Um, it's happened in like everything and it should not be. It's dumb. So those are my thoughts. I know it was kind of scatterbrained and uh, you can respond to some or all of it or just give your own thoughts. But <laughs> that was kind of my summed up thoughts on the season. Uh, the action was phenomenal. And outside of that, and some of the side characters, just kind of a uh, eh. Interesting. So, See, yeah. I honestly don't know if I would disagree with you on a whole lot. I will say I think um, the actress, Alakwa, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, Alakwa Cox or Alakwa, um, I thought she was great. Uh, I do agree that she's probably not the strongest actor, but I think that her character is just going through a significant like transformation in her life and is has basically been emotionless an emotionless killer up until this point and is struggling with self-identity so i don't necessarily think that like her acting was was all that bad i think it fit the character uh pretty well for the scenario that she was uh in during this uh series um but i honestly like i said i don't know if i would disagree with a whole lot of your other critiques i think the central conflict with kingpin as her uh, uncle was equally interesting and 
so disappointing at the same time. Um, I find it fascinating that dynamic that she and Kingpin had where he was like her mentor, but obviously using her, like training her to be, to use as a weapon for his own gain. And then like she, you know, turns on him later. Obviously she shoots him in the face at the end of Hawkeye and he's alive here. So spoilers for Hawkeye. I guess he doesn't She's die. a horrible shot, apparently. Yeah. I, she shot I mean, she shot him directly away. in the eyeball. I don't know how he just walks yeah. that off, but he just had like a band-aid. He didn't even lose sight in his eye either. He I know. He's just like, it's Crazy. just red. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Kingpin literally built different. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is, this is now the second time that we've seen Kingpin in the MCU proper following the kind of transition of the marvel tv like mcu adjacent properties like daredevil and punisher um those are now rumored to like be officially canon and now confirmed like with charlie cox and vincent Mm -hmm. d'onofrio's daredevil and kingpin making appearances in the mcu i think that's great but this is the second time that we've seen kingpin so far in the mcu and it's the second time that he's been soundly defeated uh by echo who has not made an appearance outside of the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Firstly, Hawkeye, in which she was introduced and plays a small role. Uh, but secondly, in her own show, which I guess you could say is kind of Hawkeye season one and a half, as it takes yeah. uh, you know the end of that show and runs with it here. So. Um, I mean, none of the Hawkeye, other Hawkeye characters make an appearance aside from some of the uh, sweatsuit, uh, the, the tracksuit mafia, um, in a much less like jovial. Yeah. Tone. they're like serious gangsters in this show which i liked um but yeah i i want kingpin to be as threatening as he was be in better. the daredevil show i and kingpin in the comics is such a fantastic not only daredevil villain but also spider-man villain he is one of the few people characters at street level basically where spider-man normally operates that can actually go toe-to-toe with spider-man physically yeah. for the most part um, and he's also not an idiot, you know, he's not just a big brawler. Like Kingpin is very smart. Um, mm-hmm. not only his business acumen, but obviously he's, he's clever, uh, as well. So mm-hmm. Kingpin overall is just a great villain that we could have seen. And we probably will see a good amount more for Daredevil, um, hopefully for Spider-Man, but that still remains to be seen. Now, the mm-hmm. problem is that he's already been beaten twice by Echo pretty easily, and yeah. that just doesn't set him up as a real threat to somebody like... I mean, forget about Spider-Man. That's not even a real threat to Daredevil, who would fold Echo, like, immediately. And apparently it's not just hard. Show, though. Well, yeah, it's apparently not. Dumb. Apparently not. That was cool that they uh, had a cameo, but they, I guess, fought to a draw, even though yeah. Daredevil, from his it's own show, would show. whoop this Echo's butt. Um, oh, 100%. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I just find it hard to now take Kingpin seriously as a threat to Daredevil and especially Spider-Man when he's already been beaten twice. And that's just disappointing from not only like a great comic character, but one of the best on-screen comic villains that we've seen yet, quite frankly. Like Netflix Daredevil, uh, like the Kingpin is way, way up there on the list of uh, Marvel villains that have come around to this point and i wanted to see more and i i know we're gonna see more but i just wanted him to be more threatening he needs like a big win on his own to kind of make us go okay like he's he's legit 
and we just haven't had that yet. In fact, we've had the opposite. So um, that the future with Kingpin remains to be seen. He escapes at the end after, like, she does the like like touches his soul or something. I don't know. I don't get Echo's powers. They're just like ancestral Native American gifts that have been passed down through generations. Like her mom uses it to like heal all the time, but then. Echo just like punches people and they, exp- <laughs> they just get knocked back. So I don't know like the full extent of her powers. It's some Native American energy powering her, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I will say uh, I did think the action in this show, especially in the first episode where there's that warehouse scene, she breaks in, beats up a bunch of guys, and then Daredevil comes in. That, that scene was fantastic. They had a nice mm-hmm. long take while they were fighting uh and it just it was it was fantastic to watch i i can't say enough good things about that scene um what i will say is that it didn't really continue throughout every episode there was a little bit of violence in each episode and i will say i do appreciate the show going pretty graphic and i uh, it's not rated r because it's not a movie but uh tv ma MA, so it's the equivalent of rated r yeah right uh thank you for that um so I, the MCU, a lot of people have been asking for, especially with characters like Daredevil and Punisher now coming into the MCU proper, and, and Deadpool 3 on the way, which is going to be the first rated R MCU movie, people have been asking for this for a long time. And mm-hmm. I am glad that it is not just like violent for the sake of being violent. It's violent to introduce and show like a very serious and brutal part of the Marvel world. It's really easy to get caught up, especially after, you know, Infinity War Endgame and like Guardians and Ant-Man where we have all this cosmic, galactic, like quantum realm stuff going on that can affect the entire multiverse. That's really big stuff and it's it's hard to kind of quantify that in a, in a digestible way. But the level that we've mainly been operating at up until you know infinity war for the most part is like kind of street level uh maybe yeah. world level with the avengers movies but a lot of the the individual movies up until infinity war were dealing with kind of street level stuff and especially with like falcon and winter soldier you know upcoming armor wars if that ever comes out uh, there's going to be a lot more Powerful. street level heroes and conflicts going on and i think that making it really like putting an emphasis on the brutality and violence that even these like street level characters can inflict on people in the MCU really puts like puts an edge on the street level uh, characters that I think they need in order to be yeah. taken seriously with the likes of, you know, like iron obviously he's not around anymore, but like iron man dealing with like world level stuff. Um, and then the guardians and, like captain Marvel dealing with like cosmic and intergalactic dangers it's it's just something to put the street level like on par um yeah in terms of stakes with uh with those other spheres of influence so i will say i do appreciate a lot of the action in the show i thought it was great i wish there were more of it um but as long as we see these characters again in a similar setting i would expect kind of nothing less than for that to continue yeah yeah i mean we've talked about it how it's kind of silly how like black widow turned into some ridiculous sky battle falling you know crazy stuff you know like world ending Mm -hmm. oh they're gonna take over the whole world you know um 
and you know so many other shows have become that or shows and movies have become like shang chi it's like this was a very personal story about him and his dad and you know his dad was like this crime lord and everything and then suddenly it turned into the this dragon that's gonna eat all the souls of humanity and kill everybody and it's like yep we we don't want that like sure for the team-ups sure for stuff like that but it just like breaks continuity like why would they not call in the avengers if it's literally like why would nobody else care about this if it's literally the whole earth you know um right but then also just just like it, it means that i don't know you have to break believability to be like okay this guy who's like maybe a good spy or like this chick who's really a good spy and a good hand-to-hand fighter suddenly has to take on like aliens and gods and stuff and it's like that's just silly right um and so having street level stuff which realistically affects regular people in the mcu's life way more than these like world ending threats um like regular people are not ever seeing the effects of these world ending threats right like so much more of the impact well ideally because they get saved before they hit well, right, right. Um, yeah not because they die in new york. <laughs> as a result well, yeah Although, well, maybe. unless you live like in new york where the attack is and stuff but like crime muggings like gang violence stuff like this is like gonna affect way more regular people on a regular basis and so it's like it's nice to see superheroes actually like taking on stuff like that although this wasn't even echo taking on like the underworld this is like one uh a grudge basically against kingpin so she wasn't even like trying to take down she was trying to take over and be the crime lord at the start of the show so it's not like she was you know a good person by any stretch this whole season until the end when she magically became one because you know native american ancestor power but um no it's definitely nice to see like okay a much dialed back scale and scope because if everything's over the top, then it just gets silly, right? Like that, that's what Ant-Man 3 should not have been a world ending thing, right? And like, I mean, we had a lot of issues with Kang in that one too. Very similar issues as with Kingpin. It's like, you're going to introduce this guy multiple times and have him soundly beaten every time and then expect us to view him as a legitimate threat later. Like, yeah, no. Um, but no, it's definitely, uh, I mean, the show was, it, it was fun. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't yeah. like horrible. I was just like, okay, I'm never going to go back and watch this again. You know? Yeah. See, so I, that's the, that the attitude that we have going towards the show is that's where we differ. I think is because I don't know if, like I said, I think we agree on a lot of the individual critiques and praises of the show, but where you're coming across is, I guess, sort of indifferent to the show overall where I, I totally understand that I went into the show totally indifferent expecting basically nothing other than kingpin to just be cool and i did Mm -hmm. get that but i also got more than what i expected now did it blow me away no is it the best mcu show no no is it the worst mcu mcu show absolutely not no not even close to the bottom of the barrel yeah it's right in the middle which is much better than i expected it to be and that turns the show into like a pleasant surprise for me Mm -hmm. It, it i wouldn't say by any means it's required viewing um, but if you're somebody who's looking, you know, you're, you're browsing Disney plus, you're looking for some Marvel content to watch and you haven't checked out echo. I could totally recommend this to somebody who's, uh, on the lookout for something, uh, maybe that they haven't seen before. So, um, yeah. I don't know if I would necessarily rate it super highly, but I think the difference between 
what I went into the show expecting to rate it and what I would actually rate it is pretty significant. And I think that is important. If not, you know, just as important, if not maybe more important than just the, the raw number that I would rate the show. Yeah, and that's totally legit. I mean, I, I get that. I got no issue with uh, with that perspective. And especially after a lot of the, sh- the previous movies and shows and stuff, part of our criticism of it is that we had high expectations going in. And yes. it obviously is way worse when you're expecting something good and something bad comes out of it. Um, yeah, so I, I totally get that. And I just, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, if, if this was like a, a character that I cared about as well or that seemed to have big implications for the rest of the MCU, then I would, you know probably be more engaged with it anyway but this is part of the challenge of them just having so many introducing so many new characters so many of them not really seeming significant it's just like it's really hard to care and be invested in all of it so it's nice to have not literally everything be on like the mega scale it's nice to have not every story have to be fully weaved together um but at the same time it's like okay i watched it and if it wasn't good enough for me to you know, be excited about it, then I got no issue saying I don't really care to see it again at the same time, you know? So, Oh yeah. Um, I totally hear yeah. you on that. But. And it is interesting that you say that actually, because perfect timing as today, uh, as of the date of recording, not the date that you're listening to this, unless you're listening to it today, um, if it magically gets uploaded today and you're listening to it like the same day, which no chance, but Hey, uh, as of recording, um, Bob Iger, once again, CEO at Disney uh, has announced that Marvel will be like kind of scaling back volume and focusing on their bigger franchises. Um, and sense. I want to know how that. Uh, what do you think about that? Basically, because it, it to me it sounds like that's kind of one of the complaints that you have about the MCU, and and uh, I would agree with it as well. That especially since Endgame, when you know, we lose Cap and Iron Man, the two focal points of the MCU up until that point. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still big players and, and major characters around, as we see with you know, Thor and Guardians, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Like, there's still some heavy hitters out there, no question. But the MCU is really looking for its identity still, I think. And a symptom of that over the last few years has been a lot of the introduction of these smaller characters, um, be it, you know, Eternals in their own movie, uh, which <laughs> we've spoken about before, probably should have been a TV show, uh, Echo and like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, although Falcon and the Winter Soldier were, were major characters before, so that's a bad example. But um, I'll say, uh, thank you, She-Hulk. I was blanking for a moment. She-Hulk, Echo, uh, these characters that are getting introduced in TV shows and haven't made appearances uh, in the main story. I mean, a lot of the characters that have, you know, come into the MCU via their own movies also haven't appeared since then. Like, we haven't seen anything from Eternals, and that's been a couple of years since it came out. We haven't seen anything from Shang-Chi, and that's been a couple of years since it came out. And he's supposed to be, like, the one of the leaders of the MCU, yeah. apparently. Uh, Moon Knight. Yep, Moon Knight hasn't seen anything come out. Uh, we haven't... Uh, I guess we've got a follow-up to uh, like Wanda Vision, when we kind of know what happens Vision. to Wanda, but we don't know what happens to either Vision. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just so many characters that there's so many loose threads right now, and I wonder if that's um, a product or 
uh, like a symptom of the MCU's lack of identity and what your thoughts are on them kind of corralling everything back to maybe like a couple teams if they if they just yeah. center it around Avengers however big that team ends up being like X-Men and Fantastic Four and just roll with those three as opposed to exploring smaller characters what do you think about that yeah um I mean I think it's a good thing it's it's weird because um there's a couple different ways to look at it right there's one which is like the financial success of the MCU and there's no doubt that with adding more stuff they have done worse financially right like not every movie has bombed plenty of their movies have still made a lot of money um things like that but on the whole they've had way more misses like cap you know the marvels was an absolute tank of a you know box which by the way totally think it shouldn't have been that movie was pretty dang good and it's streaming now actually so y'all should go check it out if you haven't seen it Uh, quick plug because i think the marvels got way more hate than it deserved continue uh i don't think it was that good but anyway did not do well in the box office um and clearly people have like fatigue to some degree i don't know if it's just there's too much and people can't keep up or you know i would argue that the quality has gone down but whatever way it is putting out more has not led to them like doing better with the movies there was Mm -hmm. something really nice like okay it's an event we go to the movies two times maybe three times a year um and it's like a big thing and we all go and we, you know, we go, it's great. We have a blast. And then we see X number of movies, five, seven, whatever it is. And then we have a big team up that ties everything together. It's very structured. It's like very easy to track with. Movie theater tickets have gotten insanely expensive. Mm. Um, and so you just can't go and see five things in a year, which I know the last couple of years, COVID had like delayed a whole bunch of movies that ended up getting bunched together. But just like the amount of stuff, it's just too hard to keep up with for the average person who's not like an MCU fan who just goes and sees superhero movies because it's, you know, a fun thing to go and do, which is realistically the vast majority of people that go and see MCU movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of their content that they pushed out is because of Disney+, Plus, right? They wanted to have new stuff to put on the platform, and Disney+, Plus has been not doing well at all financially, which, go figure, no streaming service has... <laughs> has really like been profitable other than like Netflix. Just the model is broken as a whole. Um, So that's not surprising, but like that's, I think a big part of why they just pushed out so much stuff. And so from a financial perspective, I think it makes sense for them to scale back, for them to focus on a couple people, streamline the process, like make it way easier and have the MCU, like the shared universe part of it be a bonus, not like a drag where it feels like homework to go and you know watch anything you have to watch six other things right um so i think from that perspective it will be a much better success scaling it back um i also think there's part of me that thinks it's a little bit sad because one of our you know obviously we look back on the first three phases of the mcu as you know the golden years and whatever right um (laughs) but like while we were in it we had a fair amount of complaints, right? Like the villains were very generic for the most part and forgettable. Um, There was like a very much a formula to it where all the movies felt kind of the same, not nearly as much as they do now where every character is the same wisecracking kind of idiot that they Mm -hmm. are now. Right. But it still felt very formulaic at formulaic. And part of it was that like everything was processed by committee and Feige had a huge amount of control over everything 
Um, and so it's like, we wanted there to be more creativity for things to follow less of a formula and things like that. Right. Um, and so going back to less means that I assume Feige will just, he won't be split as thin. I don't even know how much input he's had on like this whole phase four and five, because he's just been stretched too thin across too many projects. Um, and so it's like having more centralized, like one clear creative vision will be a good thing, I think, for the health of the MCU. Mm. But I also am a little bit sad that it's like, it means we'll probably be having formulaic stuff. That's like kind of one of our complaints of the early MCU will mm. probably be coming back. But I think from a financials perspective, they're going to be doing way better. But I think for stuff that's more like oddball or, you know, stuff, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten stuff like Werewolf by Night. It, oh and, man, Werewolf like, by Night pre, is so good. We wouldn't have gotten something like that pre-Infinity War, right? Just yeah. because of like pre-Disney Plus. And so it is a little bit sad that we're not going to get stuff like that. Or I don't imagine we will. Um, but overall, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think just less to keep up with. It'll feel more like an event. And even just like having more time and creative energy to not have to just pump stuff out at like a breakneck pace. Yes. Hopefully means just the quality of the material all improves. Um, so I think it'll be a good thing on the whole. And hopefully it's like an event to go see and see movies in theater again. And not just like, oh, I guess there's another one that just came out. I guess I'll go see it for the pod or something, you know, whatever. Make so. the MCU great again. Yes. Exactly. Also, uh, according to Echo, uh, Donald Trump is canon in the MCU. <laughs> Make America skate again. So I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess we're in blip time. So this is past uh, his election term. What year are we at in the MCU now? Five years ahead, so 29? Uh, or? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're almost caught up. I don't think that five years have passed since yeah. Endgame. I don't think it's it's one-to-one there. So I, I don't I'm know. I'm just trying to say they we saw the president in Secret Invasion, and it was not Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is canon because they have the Make America Skate Again sign in the skating rink. So maybe they predicted that he lost or I don't I don't know but I don't know I <laughs> don't think it's really worth uh hurting your brain so. over um <laughs> I don't think so but uh, going back to the yeah. <laughs> the point about Disney and Marvel changing their tune yeah real quick I just want to add my own thoughts before we yeah what do you think end it here um I I gotta agree with you I think it's a little bit bittersweet uh I agree that kind of a return to formula is is needed uh the MCU needs to to take a step back and look at itself long and hard in the mirror before it goes too far and like Mm -hmm. dies eating its own tail here yeah um i do think a return to like you said kind of the event movies uh every couple every single year you know two to three a year um i mean i remember when it was a big deal when we first we were gonna have our first year with three mcu movies and that was like whoa we're gonna have three this year that's crazy yeah Um, that was way back that was like a decade ago i know (laughs) it feels like forever ago but um yeah, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that that was a big deal. And now, for the last several years, we've had basically nonstop MCU content yeah. year-round, which is nice to some degree. Don't don't get me wrong. There was There's part of me that really hated awaiting months in between movie releases to see what was going to come out mm-hmm. uh, and what was going to happen in the next chapter of the MCU, essentially. Um, 
But man, I mean, they just have not done a great job. Like, despite yeah. there being some good TV shows in there and some great movies as well, like the consistency has just not been there. And I would much rather have a slower, more consistently quality product than constant mediocre Schluck. material. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So it is bittersweet because I really wish that they could have made it work, especially for yeah. all these characters that have had, you know, projects come out that have been disappointing uh, at, you know, best and, and maybe just flat out bad at worst. Um, because a, a lot of people are going to look back at, you know, Echo and like She-Hulk as characters. And the only memory that they're going to have is the show that was not well received or at, at, at best like mixed reviews. Yeah. And for a lot of these characters, they may not get another shot in the MCU, which is disappointing. Um, at the same time, they're already struggling to juggle the characters that are on the roster now. And, you know, we've talked about how certain characters that are supposed to be important haven't even appeared in a couple of years. Yeah. And, you know, the more characters they add in, into the MCU that are quote unquote like main characters, the bigger that problem is going to get. Yeah. So I understand completely why this decision is being made. I just, man, I really wish they could have made it work because if yeah. we had just like, and this is obviously unrealistic to expect consistent quality. Like we said, in, you know, um, phases one through three, the entire infinity, infinity saga had weak links throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and we complained about it then. And now we're looking back with rose tinted glasses as the all oh, the whole Infinity Saga is perfect. And a lot of that is to do with how it ended basically mm-hmm. perfectly. But um, yep. like there are still, you know, a couple rotten apples in the Infinity Saga. And so not that I would expect perfection on uh, all these projects, but I would have at least liked, you know, a B plus product at, at on average yep. for a lot of these projects. I can stomach the occasional you know, the occasional miss. Uh, yeah. The occasional, like, Secret Invasion was real bad. But if that was, like, the first bad, bad MCU show, it would have gotten way more grace. Right, exactly. So part of me, like I said, wishes that they could have just delivered consistent quality (laughs) year-round, but that's obviously not realistic. So given that this the choices are between an inconsistent product in terms of quality but consistent in terms of how uh, frequently it's being delivered and a inconsistently delivered, or I guess, sorry, I should say a more slowly delivered product um, that is higher quality consistently. I'm much rather wait a couple months and just get a better movie or better TV show or whatever it is they put out. Um, I'd much rather get that. Now, as far as a return to formula, I do hope that it it doesn't necessarily turn back into like Marvel is just making these movies and putting any director as a puppet behind the camera to just make yeah. their movie. I think there are several examples throughout the MCU of the director getting a little bit more creative freedom. The, the best examples being the guardians movies and all three of those movies are bangers. You know, you can say what you want about number two. I still think it's great. And if that's your weakest movie in a trilogy, you're doing something great. Um, you saw what happened when James Gunn was given more creative control. And obviously he earned that, but I think Marvel should take notes and say, Hey, 
we can go back to this schedule that we want in order to properly time our releases and projects to give them enough time to breathe, to allow them enough time to actually grow into what we want it to be and to perfect anything without rushing it out. Mm -hmm. But we can also give the creators like a little bit more control as far as making it their own. Like if, if we're not, one of the biggest criticisms that the MCU has gotten is like, like I said, just hiring directors for no reason because they just totally strip away any sense of personality that the director has for the most part. And I think that's why, um, I mean, Edgar, Edgar Miller was supposed to do Ant-Man way back in the day. And that would have been amazing. Um, but because of creative differences, like he left the project. And so, um, I mean, Peyton Reed did a fine job with Ant-Man, but, uh, Man, I would have loved to see Edgar. Edgar, Edgar right? Oh, I'm sorry. Why did I say Edgar Miller? <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, I think that's uh, the guy that played the Lord of Miller. Oh, wait, that's Ezra Miller. <laughs> I'm thinking Lord of Miller. Well, yeah, no, you're good. We can take this out or we can leave it in and make me look dumb. I'm thinking nah. Edgar Wright. I'll just say something dumb, too, so that it's even. Uh, uh, well, poop. Silly me. <laughs> Edgar Wright. That's uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, but, we all make mistakes. But no, I, I get your point. The point, point being, I, I would like to that. see uh, directors get more control and allow them to make their projects the, the way they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that Agreed. way the MCU can get back to quality releases on a normal schedule, but also not feel samey movie to movie yeah yeah i think part of the issue is not even just the quantity of stuff that's come out but the fact that pretty much everything feels like it's not a continuity you know like i mean some things do like obviously dr strange multiverse of madness followed up wandavision right obviously like the marvels followed up ms marvel and wandavision and secret invasion and Captain Marvel <laughs> and seven other things. Um, right. <laughs> but like, like obviously there have been some sequels, but like why, why on earth was, aside from COVID, we'll give it a year, right? Like why was the Marvels seven years, eight years after Captain Marvel? Like why, it doesn't make sense that some of these, like when we saw, part of the reason why we loved Iron Man, Captain America, is that we saw them pop up like every year or every two years for like a decade right like we got to know them we got the sense that they were important and central to the story obviously like as characters they were awesome had a lot of awesome moments we got to see their growth over the time Mm -hmm. um and we had to like follow them and it was consistency they were always showing up and stuff like that like some of these heroes we haven't seen in like half a decade Right. And, and they're just constantly introducing new people. It's so hard to be invested in any of them in the same way that we were. Right. Um, and so it's just like, even if they kept more, like if they did more projects than they had in phase three, which was like, I don't know, three movies a year. Um, even if they had more than that, like, obviously it depends on the actors schedules and stuff like that, but just like, let us see the characters more like there's like okay we saw valkyrie show up in the marvels right there there's tiny little um things like that but like our main characters obviously spider-man's an exception because the whole sony thing but like why have we not seen sam wilson in three full years 
Yeah, like, he's the biggest. Bucky in he's years? the biggest. Uh, why have we not seen Hawkeye? In my opinion, I mean, I, I guess Hawkeye, like well, Jeremy Renner, had <laughs> Hawkeye, Jeremy accident. Renner almost died. So that yeah. was so, like, that <laughs> a little bit sense. different. <laughs> but like Thor showed up, and then we haven't seen him outside of. We haven't seen him since Endgame. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> there would, we, we haven't, haven't seen, seen Thor since, since Endgame. Endgame. I can't wait for uh, Thor four to come out. It'll be a and great. That's not even <laughs> to mention like all the characters, like you said, that they've set up, like all of the end credits, like love. And, uh, and know, the Black Rick Knight, Kent. yes, and the Black Knight, and and Blade, and yes, Blade. and like all these people that have been introduced, it's like and freaking Harry Styles, dude, supposed to end the little troll dude that was with Harry Styles. Oh Pip, yeah, I Pip. Think. Yeah, like, um, it's just like you need to slim down the roster to a manageable size, and just have us see them more consistently, and that will change so much. Like. People are going to be way more forgiving. Like people are forgiving of Thor: The Dark World, which was a pretty terrible movie. Because still the worst one Thor. in the MCU, in my opinion, still the worst one. Uh, it's not even the worst Thor movies. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, it is the worst Thor movies. <laughs> it is. The it, other it's worse. Justin, listen, we can joke about it. It's worse than Love and Thunder. It's no, so it boring. Definitely it's not. so boring. Nothing it's happens in not. in the second one. At least Love and Thunder has entertaining sequences. There's no, nothing redeeming about. Dark World, it is so boring. It, you can't even tell I me what happened. I can get a good nap out of it, and I don't have screaming goats oh haunting my, gosh. my dreams. All right, okay. we're done talking about this. Anyways. Anyway, uh, but like we saw him two years before in Thor. We saw him the year before in The Avengers. We saw him yep. like, we didn't see him in Civil War. He had like a bit of a stretch, but then we saw him in Age of Ultron like two years later. Like mm-hmm. even, it's like when 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 someone has a bad outing, then it wasn't that big a deal because you saw them again, whatever. Now it's like, this might be the only time we see this person for literal a stretch, like before and after of like eight years, you know? Yeah. Like who, who knows? And so it's just, it's way harder to tolerate, um, you know, bad outings and stuff or to even yeah. feel connected. So yeah, I think it'll be good. And I'm looking forward to them putting out less. So this year we only have the one movie. Deadpool three, yeah, which, which I hope very, is gonna I'm be very a nervous banger. about. I I hope so too. I have high hopes for Deadpool. I think I hope that so too, but I'm so nervous, man. Oh man, I know we just talked about not oh. going into movies with expectations because we get let down, but man, Deadpool three, I'm so pumped for that. Marvel's first rated R. If they had made Deadpool PG thirteen, I would have been a hundred percent out. But making yeah. it rated R is the first I'm right just... step that they've done in a long time. And uh, I mean, that's coming out pretty soon. We'll see it uh, this yeah. this early summer and spring. So it's after Dune though. Oh, I know. We'll get to Dude, see I, just, I just rewatched Let's Dune go. this past uh, yeah. weekend. It's so Let's good. Go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm already Anyways, uh, trying to make Anyways, we're getting way off the off the trail yeah. here, but that's that's going to be a, a little bit of extra discussion following our review of Echo. Yeah. Um Overall, I'd give Echo like a five and a half. I, like I said, probably agree with most of your critiques, um, but I had such low expectations going in that uh, the five and a half, I was expecting it to be like a two, and that is just way higher than I, you know, had planned for it to be in my head. So um, I do think it is worth a watch. I don't think it's necessarily anything that, like, special but i yeah. think it's it's totally watchable maybe five and a half is probably too harsh i'll give it like a six and a half but yeah um, I, I was gonna say i would go for probably like a five three five five something like that so we'll okay. say five four right in the middle cool um, I'm, di- I'm trying to remember what i gave other stuff but 
Well, that's the good thing is that but... nobody who's listening remembers either because there's nobody. They're listening. not gonna go back and, and so check. nobody's gonna check and verify us. And if yep. they do, who cares? Because it doesn't matter. But yep. uh, so yeah, who knows when we'll see Echo again, if ever? Mm-hmm. Who knows when we'll see? Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll see Kingpin in Daredevil if that ever ends up actually getting finished. I would imagine uh, we see them both in Daredevil but, Born Again, but I guess we'll see yeah. what happens. There I'll have been both. some set pictures that have come out that uh, look pretty decent. So yeah, well, we, we did we'll do see. that story where they had to like scrap the entire first like four episodes that they mm. filmed. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. Knows? That's true. <laughs> who knows? They have to have a rough but, start. Yeah. But yeah, it's just but, uh, another another victim of Marvel's uh, machine, the yep. Disney Plus machine churning out yep. slop. But that'll do it for our review of Echo. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. Yes. Yes. Definitely go opinion. watch it. Uh, worth a watch. It's not Secret Invasion levels of bad, not even remotely close. So no. um, check it out and let us know what you think. Uh, and we'll be back in our next episode to talk about something i guess there's something coming out soon maybe uh we'll see a movie that is <laughs> on have way. you I don't know. you know what i've been watching lately obviously one piece we've talked about about that but you watch reacher, reacher? oh yeah. i I watched all of reacher we can talk about that you next. have sweet oh yeah i'm all, all right up. i got a couple episodes of season two left but that's it all right. so well let's do we're, we're gonna you, talk about reacher go. one and two we're scheduling we're scheduling and, uh, things for our next episode on the show. That's how planned out for the year we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about Reacher Season 1 and the most recent uh, Season 2. But we'll see you guys then. Deuces. Peace.